Hello, I'm Tony Love. Bobotics exfoliates the skin beneath my beard to a richness that allows it to properly luster to its natural shine. Before, my beard would tangle easily and its underbrush would set my skin ablaze. Through Taylor Combs' guidance and personal touch, it's as if her hands are personally saving my beard. Bobotics, your beard would never be in better hands. Welcome to the Trophies and Medals Podcast, where we discuss sports, fashion, music, and entertainment. Where trophies are temporary and medals are forever. What side are you on? Welcome back to the Trophies and Metals podcast with your boy Batman with the Ebb Tide crew, or should I say, duet. <laughs> We're getting our uh, Jada Kiss and Styles P on, uh, me and Jimmy today. Um, some interesting topics, talking about some, some sad news as well, which we'll, we'll kick off in a second. Uh, but we'll get into Kyler Murray and his, um, his uh, if you could say, study hall calls. Yeah. Basically. Um, uh, we'll also get into Reverend uh, Lamar Miller Whitehead uh, and his shenanigans uh, getting robbed on live stream. Um, and Give me the loop. Also, yeah, I'm a bad boy. Um, Liz, uh, I, I keep confusing them. Say the name. Cam, ba- Cam Bates. Yeah, I keep saying, <laughs> you know, my classmate's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it just it just confusing. You know what I'm saying? They look alike. Anyway, um, just taller. But just, you know, her whole whole story about her leaving the team. And as you dig deeper, you know, this is a pattern that seems to be developing. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It ain't me, it's you. <laughs> right. Type deals. You know what I'm saying? Or what Cat Williams say? Niggas been saying it about you for 20 years. Mm. You did that shit. Um, and uh, but we want to start off today on uh, why it was kind of important. I felt like we we should talk today. Um, Bill Russell passed um, at 88 years old. Um, they're saying peacefully as of natural causes, which he has been ill. His you know his health been up and down as of late the past few months. Uh, normally he was, you know, every time there's an event or something going on, he's always there, whether it's all-star game, finals, this and that and the other. Of course, with his, uh, you know, trophies being named after him, he was unable to present it in June. Yeah. So that was kind of like the first sign. It's like, okay, normally this guy's out here giving people the middle finger and stuff like that. You know how he <laughs> do. Uh, so, um, you know, we just want to give our condolences to the family and shout out to a real legend. Um, as far as being a guy in a time where, you know, being a black man in a majority white league and then actually dominating and 
not even being appreciated in his uh, own city. Uh, but Jimmy, what's your what's your thoughts about what's what's some things that come to mind when you think about Bill Russell, the player and the person? Uh, one of the first things I found interesting because, like you know, the, the story broke. Uh, well, well, I found about it. You said like that this morning. Um, <clears throat> I listened to a lot of uh, like sports talk radio, ESPN radio, stuff like that. And one of the things that I found interesting about it was they talked about it like different segments for about 30, 45 minutes. They talked to, talked about him personally. And I found that interesting because they never mentioned his stats or, you know, every now and then, whatever they throw it in. But most of the part, most of, for, for most part, they didn't talk about his stats. They didn't talk about the championships we played against, any of that. It was all about like um, the, the, the Cleveland summit. Right, the Muhammad Ali summit where you know Muhammad Ali uh, was protesting going to the war in Vietnam, um, how he was there speaking out against it, how uh, his first tweet, the man had never been on Twitter a day in mm. his life, and his first tweet was standing up for Colin Kaepernick, right? Yeah. Like just just talking about all of his off the field stuff for about 30, 45 minutes and probably didn't even cover all of it, right? It's probably course, just a bunch yeah. of stuff we don't even know that he did or participated with. But it was just to say he was as, like you said, there's a trophy, right? Named named after him. this man. And mm-hmm. the, the only thing that for 30, for the first 35, 45 minutes of them talking about was all off of the field stuff, all of his political stuff that he was involved in, all of the things that like he chose to at a time where it wasn't really cool to do. Like mm-hmm. right now, yeah, everybody, you know, Black Lives Matter. You got the whole NBA, you know, Black Lives Matters on their jerseys, right? Mm-hmm. At a time where, like, again, people, his own fans, right? Boston <laughs> broke yeah. into his house, stealing his trophy, shitting in his bag, like, and the man's still going. Like, it's, 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 bro, like, I understand people. Speaks volumes to, because yeah. for somebody that, what, what has he got, 11? 11. 11 chips, 11, 11 chips. chips, 11 chips as a player, two as a coach, you know, so. Mind you, you the would first think black coach. Yes. Any, any of the four, any of the four professional sports, first black coach, mm-hmm. head coach, you know, player and player. And at the same time, it was being a player coach. Right. Uh, you know, so, so like he's, you know, he broke a lot of ground, you know, and then also. Like you said, the numbers that he put up, well, first of all, he was unselfish on the court as well as off the court. Like he said, yeah, I could have scored 30 points a game, but that wasn't my role. This is not what my team needed. My team needed me to play defense. They needed me to block shots. They needed me to rebound. And one of the things that came to mind when I heard the news was like, people spend so much time putting these players against each other. Like, especially when it's like young kids or young players, Instead of trying to debate who's the best center and, you know, it's not Bill, it's, it's, it's Will, it's Kareem, you sh- at least this is, you know, this is my point of view. You should be looking to take pieces of that person game and apply it to your, to your own. Like, like his, his defensive mentality as far as I'm going to keep this ball in play, mm-hmm. you know, I ain't going to block it out of bounds. You know, I'm either going to try to catch it or I'm going to try to hit it off the glass or hit it out in the, into play to where it leads to a fast break. Right. Because that's, you know, because um, I forgot who broke this down. The stat is like, yeah, block is a nice stat, but sometimes the team gets that ball back and, and scores. You know what I'm saying? It's not like a steal uh, where it's an automatic, you know, going another way. 
Bill Russell made sure that my blocks are going to count the majority of the time and lead to, um, you know, lead to points for our team. So, I mean, I remember one picture, it was him jumping over his teammate to block somebody else. And somebody yeah, in the yeah. comments, he was like, <laughs> I had to jump over another motherfucker to block this other motherfucker. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, you know, that's a commitment to effort, man, that I think, uh, you know, with me sometimes I was like, man, these kids will put, you know, cause he was a good athlete, but there, you know, of course, athletes are, are way more advanced these days physically. But again, he was only six eight playing against a Wilt, playing against Kareem, you know, and stuff like that. So it's like he's pretty much a small forward, you know, Basically. doing all these things. But his effort and want to was, you know, unparalleled. And and that's the thing because. I hate the the comparison sometimes because it's kind of like they're unfair in some instances because you're you're trying to compare oh well who was a who was the best score right but then you want to say well there's a a a six six shooting guard versus uh you know like you said a six eight base power forward center who's playing. You know, I mean, the, like Michael Jordan was a shooting guard, right? And in and, and a time shooting in is league, in the name, <laughs> right? He's <laughs> right, right. But you're trying to say, well, he's a better scorer than this. But how do you like? Let's be honest. How do we really know that, though? You know what I mean? Because like you said, Bill Russell could have scored more. He just decided to make the better play. That's honestly how I feel about sometimes with LeBron. Like people, yes. oh, LeBron passes the ball, and it's like, but if that's, that's the best play, why yeah. wouldn't he do that? Like. There was a lot of times the Bulls probably could have won if Jordan had passed the fucking ball. There was a lot of times yeah, if Kobe had passed the ball, they could have won, right? Like, that was what mm-hmm. Shaq's problem was. Pass the ball, Kobe. Like, <laughs> I don't know, right? I just feel like when you start doing that kind of comparison thing, you know, it, it's cool to fantasize about it. Like, oh, yeah, you know. What, I mean, it's a good you, debate. It's yeah, a good debate. Right. It, what, what's it's your polarizing. top five, right? Yeah. So yeah, cool. But when you like try to like qualify it as being like the be all or in all, I don't know, man. It, it seems a little excessive about that. Because again, everybody's game wasn't always catered to that. Because you could say mm-hmm. like like people talk about like Steph Curry and Jordan, right? Oh well, uh, the three point wasn't a focal point when Jordan played. Well, you know what? Neither was the dunk when Bill Russell played. Like I don't. Yeah. It was illegal back then, right? Uh, I think it got. I, I forget the years, but it was a small period of time when it was. Yeah, uh, so it's like, clearly, like you say, he jumped over another motherfucker to block. Another, so he could have been dunking this whole time, right? And probably would have made more shots by dunking than by jump shots or layup. But just because the league or just because there wasn't a focal point of that, you take it away from it. But it's just, I don't know. It, again, that's why that. But also the game like, was different back then. So like, yeah. you know. You know, and that's another thing too, is like they always take these older players and say what they can't do and and not understand that, hey, if you told Larry Bird that, when well, I'm gonna give another example uh, Bob Myers gave when I listened to, you know, like if you give John Havlicek, which was, you know, a good athlete in that time, mm-hmm. if you gave him the three-point line and told him to work on it, the way his work ethic was, he would have figured it out. You know what I'm saying? Right. To a certain degree. We're not saying he would have been like the greatest shooter of all time, but he would have been respectable from three, which you all you really need to be when you're so dominant as far as getting to the paint or being in transition is, I don't know, it's, we make but, sense. Right. Because <laughs> it's mind-boggling me sometimes when people talk about like certain players and stuff. And it's like, 
like I, I think it was uh recently John Morant said that um he'd cook George, mm-hmm. right? And like it was just so blasphemous to say that, hey. This is the same Michael Jordan that like Rex Chapman dropped forty two on him. All right, let's let's. I'm about to say it was that. it's plenty of people that they gave Jordan buckets. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm like, in the time, like he said it himself. Like Mitch yeah. Richmond, he's a tough guard. Spreewell, he's a tough guard. Like uh, it, it happens. It's people, it's people out there. Rod Strickland, like he's he has himself has said a bunch of people that, and we've seen numbers get put up. Jalen Rose gave Jordan buckets. Allen Iverson shook Word. him off the screen. So like. Word. Why, why right. John Morant can't do that? Like, you know what I'm saying? But and again, people about, have selected memory. <laughs> and we're not even talking about Withers Jordan, right? We're talking about prime 91, yes. 92, winning Grand six Hill. championships. Look, and, and that's the look, and that's the prototype. But that's right another one that I'm talking But somebody about. else also said a good point is at the same time, the Pistons were losing those games. But Ooh. Grand Hill was cooking. <laughs> and that's that's but that's the point we're talking about. We're not talking yeah. about who won and lost because Grand, again, Grand Hill is cooking. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, bro, it's like so. Mass it, burn. Like there it, was plenty it, of players that was tough for you know Jordan. Yes, I mean it just kills. We're not saying because take ahead. away the eleven championships, right? Like yeah, like, man they just, has they just pass over that. They just pass yeah. over that real conveniently. Like like oh. he has eleven, dog. You can't. I don't care if it's the the fucking YMCA rec league. If you win eleven straight championships in anything, cause I gotta give you, I gotta give you credit for it, dog. Yeah, yeah, you gotta give him something, you know. What I'm Kobe, saying, but... look, the hot dog eating contest, my nigga. Like, if you can win yeah. eleven straight, you doing something. Yeah, and you know, they also feel like you know they always say, well, he didn't play against too many black people, but that's not his fault, right? That was the league, right? Now you you play the competition that comes in front of you, and you can't fault him for that. It's more so a problem with the league, right. which they figure out with the ABA, and you know eventually. But you can't put that on Russell. And again, I think he's one of those players that if he played in the '90s, 2000s to now, uh, oh yeah, definitely impact player. If Ben Wallace could have did it, he can do it. Then if Rodman can do it, he can do it. Like there's so yeah. many players that he, you know you can get a likeness too. And, you know, he's all time great, man. And again, and this is, and this is what I wanted to get to. And I, and I know it's coming this week and that's why it was so important for us to record today. So we can yeah, get this yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I start seeing motherfuckers claim Bill Russell in top five all of a sudden, y'all ain't shit. Hey, for real. Because it never, because it never, it never comes up. Nobody never. ever says him top five. They always never. skip straight over him. And now that he's passed away, everybody gonna get in their feelings. Yeah. And now all of a sudden they're gonna, you know, he's a top five. No, y'all wasn't saying. Y'all haven't been saying this forever. But, and his his is even bigger secret. And and I guess it's just a it's it's a victim of the moment, our character of the moment. Because mm-hmm. truthfully. They weren't that many people that was giving Kobe Bryant as much as respect as he was. That's exactly what we're to. Exactly. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because the, 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 you know, people, you know, his personal stuff, his yeah. attitude at times, I get it. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to love the person, but you got to love the effort and what he gave on the court. And like you said, when he passed, all of a sudden, everybody got Kobe stories. Everybody, you know, those stories that probably aggravate you at the time, now all of a mm-hmm. sudden, when something happened, which, you know, it's human nature, is what happens. You know, it tugs on your heart, but don't don't be saying that he's top five, because again, when people give their criteria, 
they say is winning it's like this dude got the most rings but yet y'all just skip right over yeah. it right when they say about being a team player because they say jordan is selfish or, or whoever kobe shaq they selfish players this is the ultimate team player you don't give them credit for that like i don't know it's like and like i said i know what's coming this week um everybody's gonna oh, say yeah. you know you know top five player of all time you know bill no no y'all y'all oh. was not saying this Look, sports center queuing it up right now. They they they're gathering their notes. Top five player of all time is Bill Russell in your top five? I can see. I yeah. can see it tomorrow. Just take uh what is it? First take. Uh yes. just, what's the one? First with, take uh, and um and uh, this other one. This just in? Oh yeah. No, no, no. What's that? the no, what's the one with with uh, Ryan and them? The one um oh, 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 oh uh, um 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 God damn it. That comes on first. Um, not, not Jay Will and uh no, I'm talking about your boy. Uh yeah, Jay Will be on that yeah. sometime. When it's like a no, no, I'm talking about I'm talking about Jay Will is uh is Keyshawn uh no 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 I know uh, what you're talking about. Show, it's like man. first it comes on right before first take. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I don't anyway. I don't, yeah, I don't really I watch that one too much. Yeah, either, me neither. So. But yeah, they they you know, like you say, it's queued up, you know, so it's already on the teleprompter. No, yeah, you know, and you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and that's why I kind of led what I said with us being back and forth, like Styles and Jada is like, you know, what Jada Kiss said, dead rappers get better promotion and people gonna ride that, you know, unfortunately. And all of a sudden now you care about him being top five. And look, we just had that debate talking about Biggie, right? Like how people kind of two albums and people kind of, oh, he's the greatest. Yeah, you run off with it. And people look at me crazy every time I say that, because like I said, DMX first two albums was was all time classics, and then they kind of trickled down after that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, he fell off a little cliff. Still a good good artist, but like I all mean, time great. Like you can't look, just base it off of the first two. Illmatic, right? One album. If if Nas had stopped after that, you'd probably be considered one of the greatest. Yes, which he is. But just, just it kind of the, the balance right. out. Yeah, once you once you get into his body of work, yeah, he's still one of the greatest. But like like you said, just Illmatic alone, then it'll be like bronze trophies of him everywhere. You right. Know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, man, it's um, you know you're only as good as your last cut. I forgot who said true, that. I want to say it was LL Cool J or somebody like that. I don't know. But uh, I mean, uh, uh, Andre Andre said it in uh, Andre Two Thousand. Uh, I mean, I've heard of the other barriers. Yeah, but yeah, last cut, under good as your last shot. You know what I'm saying? Last play, whatever. Yep. You only funky as your last cut with Andre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That might be where I got it from. But uh, but yeah, man, that's you know, unfortunately, that's you know, it's humans. But like I said, I just that's one of the first thing I was like, man, here we come. Everybody gonna say he top five, and never we be we had that argument on one of the previous podcasts. Like people keep forgetting about magic all day. Like you, <laughs> like you just throw Kobe ahead of Magic. Like uh, I don't know about that one though. Like I don't know. It's and again, know, but again, six eight, paying point guard right yes. at, a, at a time where that wasn't happening. Like I know every point guard in the league now, every two guard now in the league is a, basically a, a, a small forward handling the ball at this point, yeah. right? They're all six eight, six seven, six six handling the ball now. But that wasn't something that they did. Matter of fact, if, if you watch the uh, what is it, Showtime, mm-hmm. they didn't even want him. They were trying to stick him at power forward. Yeah, right. Which he so, is the size of a power forward, but right, basically. But it's yeah. like now, now imagine if that had happened. Right? 
I, if Magic Johnson I, had had not been that, I still say he's an All Star, but I don't know if he Mm-mm. he transcends the game. Nah. You know, what I'm saying with Showtime, he wouldn't allow. You know, he wouldn't been. He still would have been a good scorer, a good rebounder, but he it wouldn't have that impact mm-hmm. that like the crowd going crazy with him leading a break with the with your boy. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? This, 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 the drop. I got you. I got you. <laughs> in the back. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, those little plays like that that hype up your team. It would it'll be him more finishing than him making a Byron Scott better, him right. making the AC Green better, him making the James Worthy better. Was they were good players, but he took them to the next level. Him extending Kareem's career. Him extending Kareem. Man, Kareem was out there. <laughs> out the dope. Uh, Kareem was done. Y'all hey. just, look, anybody can see what they want. Kareem was done. Kareem didn't even want to play no more. No. Magic show up, they win a championship. You getting, you getting spoon fed at least 16 points a game. It's like, oh, I can't leave this. <laughs> look. I'm just like batting my eyes and it's here. It's That's okay. It. <laughs> Let me put this That's, up I'm right here. Uh, and then like, I'm getting it. I'm getting it in a low post where I already have a move that can't mm-hmm. nobody really stop anyway. So, so I'm gonna get these I'm easy ones, the and then when it get down grimy, I can go to the I can go to the well, get That's that it. money shot. So, but yeah, but but Bill Russell, you know what I'm saying? Like I know there's gonna be a lot of stories that come out. Um, I'm kind of interested in. I know Kenny Smith played for him in Sacramento uh, when he was coaching there. I kind of want to know like more stories from that time frame. Like when he was like out the league and then came back mm-hmm. and playing and uh, having those younger players in the early eighties, mid eighties, like that's the kind of like the, the phase I'm, I'm more curious about. Cause I haven't heard many stories from that time. Um, but we always, like you said, we always hear about the social uh, political stuff, um, you know, his playing days, but I think those coaching days that he did for like a few years is interesting before he gave that a wrap. And even outside of just the coaching days, because he was even when he wasn't coaching, he was still coaching, right? Because yeah, of course, there's yeah. still players who like Kobe credits him for those last two championships without Shaq. He credits Bill Russell for help for helping his mindset. Let me say like that. Get to that. Yeah, I remember that phone call. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he's like, hey, bro, like I was good at everything, right? But like you said, I I I focused on rebounding and blocking shots because I had Kuzi. Who could handle the ball? I had um, Casey Jones who could shoot. You know what I mean? Uh, I had people. I had shooters on my team. I didn't have to score. Rebounding, block shots. That was me, right? Like that's what yeah. I did best. Playing so that's role. what I did. Playing your role and get your teammates involved. Kobe goes out there, starts passing the ball to the fucking uh, what with the, the the two white boys? I have can't check, in that. Have a check, Casey Jones or Colin. No, 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 Kobe. Oh, you talking about Kobe? Uh, uh, the the two because the, they had like three seven foot. They had like three seven footers. It was like um, Gasol. Um, it was like Mepidinko. Odom, Gasol, and and uh, man, I can't think of it. Mad Madsen. Yeah, and Mad I was Madsen. thinking about Madsen. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Fucking Mad Madsen out here winning championships. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like uh, all you gotta do is just get look. I forgot what movie I was watching. I think it was the movie with um. With Martin Lawrence, it was like, "Hey, if you pass the ball, it's cool. We're just gonna give it right back to you. <laughs> like, yeah, just pass. Like, it's okay. You can pass it. Like, so because sometimes you get into a better shot when you're moving the ball like that. Basically, 
You that, know that's saying? the idea, right? And saving some energy too, because like to dribble the ball the whole time is draining. Hey, from, from personal Paul. experience. Hey, yeah, <laughs> hey, Chris Paul. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Sometimes yeah, it's good to go Chris off Paul. the ball. Yeah, yeah. Like sometimes it's good to go off the ball and and, and get a good screen and, and get open, clean shot. When it gets down and grind me, then yeah, you go into your bag. But like every time don't need to be, to do it 82 games and get in the playoffs and think you can continue to do that is, is tiresome. Which is also how people try to discredit Steph Curry. Well, all he does is shoot off a screen. Why wouldn't he? Right. <laughs> like why would, it is something that is part of the game it is literally taught to you in bitty basketball why the hell am i not going to do this and that's like there's sometimes too like these kids the younger kids are coming up they, they their ears are too open oh you do only doing x y and z it's fucking working look it's simple you. if you telling me like the prince in office like people criticize the prince in office for years which i don't think it's a thing now but like the backdoor cuts and stuff like that if I can get me 50 points a game off of that and then get like another 20 or 30 off of ISO, motherfucker, we running the Princeton offense. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Like, but that's that. The, and it's crazy because it's like, that's like saying, why didn't Shaq shoot three pointers? Why the yeah. hell would he? Why would he? We got, you seen He's the video that we posted lately when he was with the, the, he did the David Robinson? Yeah. Like, if I'm doing this to people, <laughs> to MVP, 300 something fouls, dude, go to the hole. Look, I'm, I'm I'm dunking the phone. I'm dunking in the phone booth and crashing glass. Why, why, dog? Like, there's no reason. It's just, I, again, like you said, I just think that people find things to try to discredit players for whatever. It's and look, greatness. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, look, there, I can understand how you're saying if your if your thing is, well, this one did this better or this one did that. I can give you that. Obviously, Steph Curry is a better three point shooter than Michael Jordan would ever be. Right. Steph Curry is probably one of the best three pointers ever. But to try to compare that, like, it's just yeah. like, why? Like, it, yeah, he's better at this, but Jordan was better at that. Right. Like, Steph, I, I don't, I've, I've never seen Steph Curry dunk, and I damn sure I've never seen him jump on the free throw line dunk. So, and, <laughs> yeah, know, I've seen like, him dunk, but it's like, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's the point guard dunk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> we catch one off the rim. Yeah, yeah put it back in. Yeah, yeah. I have seen the reverse, you know what I'm saying? But like, I haven't really seen him do anything funky. Like, right. it's always, you know what I'm saying? Off two, nice and safe. Just dropping in there, you know what I'm saying? Hang on the rim a little bit, but ain't going to be no no cock back, ain't no body to body. Ain't no Tom you know what I'm saying? Here. You know what I'm saying? But like you said, that's like, you know, I ain't never seen Steph Curry go between the legs and dunk. Why would he? For what? <laughs> I'm shooting from 40 feet. Right. <laughs> All net. Why am I wasting my energy? Damn near sixty percent a clip, right? Like, yeah. why, 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 what I'm quite dunk for? Why I'm worried about that for? You know what I'm saying? Like, you worry about the wrong things. But know. yeah, man, it's it's. I, I am I, like you said. I was glad we did get this one now because I I I really want to see how the narrative is going to change. Like, I'm really wondering how that's going to shift and it be a thing of like, like you said. Oh well, is Bill Russell in your top five? Where do you place him at? Is this and I also mm-hmm. want to, I, I want to see, I'm interested about J.J. Reddick with the, with the plumbers and firemen thing. Well, <laughs> I, I, I think I spoke about this before. About no, 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 no. I also, I, I think the reason why J.J. Reddick said that is because he was defending Jordan, right? 
because mm-hmm. how players always say that Jordan played against plumbers. I think he was being sarcastic when he said that. And then Kuzi and Jerry West took it literally. And mm-hmm. I think that's what kind of carried. So like, but like you said, I definitely think, I mean, he's, he's a student of the game. He knows who Russell is. So I don't think he's going to say anything too crazy. No, no, he's no, no. Gonna, not that I think he's going to say anything crazy. It's just one of them things where it's just like, I, I think it sets it set himself up to look like he contradicted himself. Oh well, yeah. But see, by, I'm, by I'm giving, giving stuff, but yeah, yeah, yeah. By giving the greatness to Bill Russell, then it's like, well, wait a minute. You said they were plumbers, right? 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 That's why I'm interested to see how that's gonna play out, or if anybody's nah. going to bring that up. Yeah, because man, it's like, people. yeah, this <laughs> is like, come on. Like you said, he didn't even mean it the way people took it. It was just like, let's be real. Like, let's temper. Our um, <clears throat> our greatness meter when we start mm-hmm. to like compare these players, right? Like even with the Jordan versus today's player, Jordan didn't have as many athletic players. That's just who the league. That's just how the league was. We're not blaming them for that, but at the same time, you can't just take a player from the '50s and put them in the 2020s and say, "Oh, they're going to be the greatest." And, yeah. You know, they could probably be a professional because obviously they were. But we don't know if they'll be able to do what they do. What level? To what extent? Yeah, that's a, that, and that's a that's a fair assessment. That's a fair argument. Mm-hmm. It's like saying like uh, Jim Brown, right? Jim Brown never had to face anybody like a Ray Lewis, right? Like that that never existed, or even a, 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 a I'm sorry, Brian Erlacher. or even Erlacher, or even no boy today. Uh, he played with the Von Miller. Never yeah. had to play like a Von Miller or nothing like Somebody that. Somebody that big seen, that fast. Yeah, we've never seen players like this, right? Aaron Donald, right? Yes, I'm about to say, because the defensive lineman fast as hell nowadays. <laughs> Running full fives, dude. Like Aaron Donald built like, a, built like a fucking tank. But he, he, look, and but you expect the defensive lineman to look like Warren Sapp looks now, right? <laughs> like, not yeah. even like how <laughs> Warren Sapp looks today. Mm-hmm. That's what you expect D linemen to look like. But you got Aaron Donald looking like a fucking. Uh, Playgirl, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> looking like a fucking model out here. And shit, it's like, yeah, dude, looking like a strongman competition, <laughs> throwing logs like, and shit. Shit ain't fair, but mm-hmm. yeah, bro, it's 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 uh, I, I won't say that it, it it isn't unfortunate that, but I mean, I think when you have people, like he lived like a long, full life, man. right? That's what I was getting at, yeah, yeah. People that die or pass away like this, you kind of look back, it's unfortunate. But then when you look back and it's like, man, he died 89, like you say, and then he died the way that Sugar said you should die, right? When you're in your 80s and you got your kids and your grandkids around the bed, that's yeah. cool, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, bro, that's- that's Shout out to Harlem Nights. Right, right. <laughs> what do you say? So, yeah. It- Instead of dying at 21 because yeah. I didn't take no shit or whatever he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't no punk. I wasn't no <laughs> like punk, that, yeah. That's what you can put in your tombstone. You, you got a gun. His no people got guns. Everybody got, got, got a gun. Got judges on his payroll. And it's like, yeah, man. Yeah, but, but like you said, that's what it's about. It's, it's, that, right. it's being, you know, living a full life. And I don't think he left anything on the court. Nah. The court of life. I, I don't, yeah, I don't think he did. In any yeah, any court, period. Like that's um man, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a life, bro. But you mm-hmm. know, different and, and in different lives, right? Like you said, we talking about like what he did when he was in college, you know, winning two championships then. 
uh, the 11 that he won in the NBA and became a coach. And after stop coaching um, at, in Boston, like you say, Sacramento, and then even more so just involved in the NBA to the point where now he's giving out the trophy that named after him. So it's like yeah. just multiple lives that he got to live and all of them seem to be uh, fulfilling, right? To him at least. Mm -hmm. uh, one last thing on Bill Russell. Born in Louisiana, West Monroe, little known fact. Uh, shout out, you know what I'm saying? That's actually something I learned probably within the past 10 years. I didn't know look, that. I, I didn't know that either. Yeah, I didn't know look, that. Look, yeah, born in look, West this, Monroe. <laughs> Tony Baker, I never knew. I never knew. Um, along those lines, we also lo lost another uh, long time great passing at the age of 89, Michelle Nichols. Uh, for those that don't know the name, she was an actress. Uh, she was on Star Trek. Uh, again, at that time, not only to be a black person, but a black woman on a mainstream show like that. Um, my grandfather uh, was a big Star Trek fan, right? And uh, I'm not, me not as much, but kind of like, you know, I had no choice, you know, staying, you know, summers with him. But it was like one of those shows, it was two things. When the Braves came on, when Star Trek came on, and when uh, Johnny Carson came on. Those are three yeah, things that yeah, he yeah. had to watch. Other than that, you can do whatever you want in the house. But when those three things came on, everything had to shut down. But anyway, but like same thing with him being a Braves fan, I used to always wonder, and I was like, you know, cause he was big into politics and a big activist back home. But I, I think he was a Brave fan because of Hank Aaron. Mm and what he did for black people at that time. And yeah. I think he, I, I don't know for sure, I'm about to ask my mom about this, but he was a big Star Trek fan and Michelle Nichols, again, at that time, it, wouldn't, it really, wasn't really many of us on the screen, right? And, mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, I always feel even to this day, you know, whether it's skin color or, or your background or whatever, or, it's important to see us, whoever the us is on the screen, right? because you want people to be comfortable seeing you. And I think that was, uh, again, it was a big motivational factor. It probably led to a bunch of little black kids wanting to be actresses or wanting to be models and things like that, to see a woman on the screen and it's like, not just on anything, I think it's Star Trek. Like Star Trek is like, to this day, like, Ew. Star Trek is like one of the long, like, I think it's even to me, I think I think Star Wars is more for, for people of our generation. But I think Star Trek goes back a generation before us through mm -hmm. now. And like that's huge, you know, there's so many people that was involved in Star Trek that made a killing for the rest of their life, literally, just off of you know those early years. First ever interracial kiss on screen. Yeah. Hey, he can he can kiss a green bitch. <laughs> right, but but look, lost their mind. Mind when he kissed a black woman. woman. You know what I'm saying? So like, when he kissed a black woman, green bitch, three titties. It didn't matter. Didn't matter. He kissed a you black woman, lost their mind. Like, cat, and, cat and was out there smashing everything, boy. Everything, and that's look, everything and that's, with a pulse. <laughs> that's the funny part. And I don't. And look, if we 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 can go further into this in terms of like you know my feelings on the whole recast the Chala thing which mm -hmm. is available now on the Flight 742 podcast if you want to listen to it, episode 35. But this is, the, this is one of the reasons why we talk about this. 
right? Because in this Star Trek, Star Wars, science fiction world, there aren't many of us like, right? Yeah. We don't see a lot of black faces and the black faces that we do are probably covered by either mask or make, mm-hmm. right? We're playing aliens or whatever, like, like the, the voice of Darth Vader is a black man, right? But yes. the actual one you see, Anakin Skywalker is a white man, right? He looks like he looks like Kenny Loggins or how they portray <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> right? <laughs> but he got this deep ass fucking James Earl Jones voice all of a right. sudden, all right? Well, cool. I'm gonna be I mean. there. Deep ass voice, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Michael McDonald. <laughs> but if you go to like any, that's why, I, again, that's why, I, like I said, recast a child is so important because if you go to these conventions or these Comic-Cons and all like that, Try to find something with a black person on it. I, 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 I implore you, please. Windu, Miss Windu, Very never. few of it. Very few. You might get maybe a t-shirt here or there about it. And mind you, Windu is, was one of the, the, the strongest Jedis ever, right? Rumored to be coming back. If he comes Rumor. back, if he comes back. It's on, oh right? God. It's popping. on and popping. Yeah, I, I would the love only, to see it. At one time, at one time, the only one with a purple lightsaber, right? Had never yes. been done before that. And all of a sudden, now it is. And it's just like, dude, like, it is for, for people who do these things, for people who are involved in these kind of things. Like, you know, like I said, with her being the first interracial kiss, just her being on that show, period, where you got to be included it's in the foundation. science fiction world, right? Because that's not something we we're into. I tell all I tell a story all the time, dude. If they had kids that were into like Dungeons and Dragons and shit when I was younger, I'd probably be into that shit. Unfortunately, not, right? Like it's just mm-hmm. in Southern Louisiana, you play football. That's what you did. Yeah. <laughs> or basketball, right? Like very few. So yeah, nah, man. It's but it's very important. Two, and we lost two great people on the same day. And that's two, two too many. And it's very yeah. unfortunate. Two full lives. You know, she was a you know long actress and aged beautifully. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. She she definitely definition of a silver fox. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you know, like you said, two legends. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace. But uh, we'll take a quick break and we can come back and uh, we can talk about Liz and her uh, trials and tribulations. (laughs) Three. All right, welcome back. Um, moving on, uh, continuing with uh, basketball, uh, women professional basketball. Uh, Liz Cambage um, had a, uh, what's the term? They called a divorce, which I don't a con- like. A contract divorce. Yeah, which I don't like. You know, when his coaches, you know what I'm saying, getting fired or whatever, it's, uh, you know, his coach had a, and the team had a mutual agreement. Keep that same energy, but that's a whole nother story. Why are we saying divorce? Because it's a woman. That's why I kind of yeah. feel about that. That's yeah, why I kind of that, feel that, like. that's exactly it's the woman's team. It's, we gotta call it a divorce. Like, nah, yeah. that's not what it is. Anyway, but her and the sport, Sparks decided to go separate ways. She left the team. She <clears> wished <throat> them, quote unquote, good luck <laughs> uh, on the way out, uh, reports that said. But she has a long history of whether it's conflict with the team she's playing for, whether it's teammates getting to it with opponents, injuring opponents intentionally, um, supposedly. Um, I don't know. 
like because at one point I was saying that maybe she got caught up in you know maybe the modeling and the DJing thing is more significant as far as money wise but at the same time she's she's been having the same type of stuff the whole time so that can't be a needed because she's only really gotten to the modeling thing and stuff the past couple of years but a good talent there's not many players her size and her skill set in that league like she's you know uh, Brittany Griner type size and talent but with some weight stuff yeah with some weight yeah like you know she gonna put a body like she call somebody small in a second yeah but uh I don't know what it is I mean and this is not the you know there's been plenty of players in the NBA that 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 had the same type of thing where it's a supreme talent and just for whatever reason when it comes to a locker room or teammates it just didn't work but um you think it's the last we see of her in the WNBA oh hell yeah Oh, hell yeah. There, there's nowhere else for her to go. I mean, we've seen the list of work, whether it's like Tulsa, you know, her second season with Tulsa, she pulled out because she didn't want a well, fight was due to depart and she just didn't get on a flight. Like then she went to China. They paid her $400,000 a year. One of the highest played players that they ever had. And she was complaining about not being compensated and not being able to pay her mark. Now, I don't know what the taxes look like on being paid 400000 a year in, in Chinese. <laughs> well, I heard from, um, but was it, was it um, J.R. Smith? It was somebody who was saying like the tax is like little to no taxes over there. Look, and I've heard, I've heard like, uh, was it Marbury said something about that too? Like that's the reason why they go to China to play is because they don't get taxed like that right like if you can whatever your salary is it's kind of like what you're going to get right like that's you can it's more of a clear indication so for her to say that you you're making four hundred thousand a year you can't even pay your mortgage and what the fuck was your mortgage then i have right. question. what mm-hmm. you know that's you living above your means ma'am not yeah not there for but then yeah. from there like you she goes to from there, you know, the whole Australia thing and calling Nigerian players monkeys and stuff like that. Um, then you're in there, you're out there elbowing them and slapping them side the head. So you get kicked off of your Australian team. Well, no, I take that back because even after Tulsa, she went to Dallas after yeah. Tulsa. And then after Dallas, she went to Las Vegas. And then she got kicked off the Las Vegas team. And then finally, after getting kicked off the Las Vegas team and the Australian team, you end up in L.A. where you're like, oh, they supported me in ways that no other team has. And, you know, I love it here. I'm going to be here for the rest of my life. And now you don't want to play there. Yeah. Well, so that's four WNBA teams and two international teams you played for. And you got kicked off for all of them. Yeah, I don't think you're going to play basketball ever again. Not professional, at least. Like, I just don't see anybody willing to give you money to do this kind of shit. Yeah. And look, look as, don't get me wrong. I will say that it is sexist because if she was a man, somebody might that? actually take a chance on her. Female say, sports, we got Antonio Brown out here cutting up. You know what I'm saying? It's been plenty of players, you know what I'm saying? Right. In, in male sports that have done the most criminal acts at that. And Get, get you know get crawled back into the league. So um 
we oh, waiting no. on two. We waiting on two of them to get their suspension now, right? <laughs> yes, on deck. You <laughs> on deck? Oh uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think she's. I think um, it's not going to be one of these high profile teams, being that she's she's been played in like three major markets: Dallas, Vegas, and LA. And you screw those up. Now you're going to be going to, you know, lesser teams. You know, does she really want to play for a lesser team? Like, how much is her heart into it? You know, no, potentially. Per- perhaps she can go to Russia and play ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we see how that went. Nah. Yeah, nah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, they, apparently there's a spot open on their team, right? Like, mm-hmm. but I mean, I definitely think body. she's gonna play. I think she's gonna play overseas somewhere. But, uh, like I said, WNBA. Is going to be for one of the bottom teams uh, if she comes back, if she chooses, if she chooses to, because she's too good of a talent to pass on, and size is a premium. So, true. but I also think what's going to stop her from playing because teams now are not going to give her contracts just like standard contracts. You say it like that; they're going to give her contracts that are like incentive laced. And that's going to be the problem. I think she's not going to want to sign those. Well, I got to do this. Right. And they're not going Have to Have you want seen to your story? <laughs> like, come mm-hmm. on. And that's another thing, too. When people have those moments, which we'll get into another one later. Uh, when you got those situations, you know you got some shit with you, right? right? So why wouldn't somebody try to protect their money on the back end and make sure you do X, Y, and Z and putting clauses in there? So yeah, you you've quit on multiple teams. Why wouldn't we be basing you based on games played, minutes played, injuries, or whatever? Um, oh, you are literally game to game because we only we gonna give you a check after literally every game, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the, and that's where your pain. Damn a check, we gonna cash after you, dog. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we float. Venmo. Yeah, <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. So like, I don't know. Like, don't. You, we see you, see us, see you, see me, see you fucking up these past years. So yes, we're gonna we're gonna do this, we're gonna do a game by game. So, but like I said, I like her game, you know what I'm saying? You know, she ERG game. She's gonna get paid in John Wick gold coins. Yeah, she's just showing up to the game that bitch like this. Let, <laughs> let me in. I don't know, dog. It, it is a uh and look, I, I understand, like, you know, we had we talked about it before, like, you know, she she's had a, you know, pretty rough childhood from what we understand, you know. Um, and look, that's typically the killer for a lot of um, athletes, just period, right? Mm-hmm. Just a lot of people in life, period, just can't get out of their own way, right? Just yeah. a lot of things that they just don't really seem to grasp the concept of, hey, everything doesn't always cater to you like you want it to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And a lo- and that happens with a lot of athletes too, because from typically from the age of eight, nine years old, these athletes are always front and center. They're always catered to because you're the one that they want to keep on a team. So they'll do whatever they can or whatever you ask them to do just <laughs> to keep you on the team. I got a funny story. So uh, I need to get the big homie Mike on here. Uh, Mike uh, coached on his AAU team 
on one of the teams. We had two teams, and he went to high school with Mo Peterson <laughs> and Flint. <laughs> oh. That nigga said they both missed practice because Mo slept at his house and they did whatever, whatever. Next day, coach suspend Mike for a game. Mo starts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> and that's how it is, right? And and look, and that's the thing where you justify and excuse the behavior. And it exceptional never talent. Better. Yeah, exceptional talent gets exceptional treatment, right. but you ain't making it no better for them mm. when they go to the next level. So uh no accountability. Yeah. So like I said, hopefully she's figured it out. Like I said, I just you know, same thing with Michael Beasley. Like sometimes it's, it's, it's some talent out there. That I was mm. like, man, if you can just get yourself together, like and get yourself in the right situation, you know, I love to see it. But hopefully she figures it out. But even if she doesn't figure out the coach, just figure out whatever she has going on internally. I want her to figure that out first. And like, because yeah, yeah. because the fact that she's part Nigerian and you are, you know, maybe you know you got some you know resentment or whatever. Like you gotta figure that out. Figure that out first. And that's the, the again, that's the weird part about it, right? Like that was the kind because when I first heard it, I was just like, okay, maybe she was just kind of you know whooping at the team, right? Just so you when you're in the heat of passion, you just say anything, right? Like, yeah, I, know I mean, like yeah. I've like I've played against like guys in, in that like from East St. John or from like down to Bill, and I'd be like, you old country ass motherfuckers, like I'm from Lux, like you know <laughs> like you, I mean? you ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? You can just you, in the heat of it, you just say whatever, say right? Whatever. Like it's not yeah. a, it's just, I could understand that. I get that. But then like you say, it's just like for you to go that hard against Nigerian players. Slapping people, Nigerian elbowing people. Self. That's another level too. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's kind of like, it, it may even be a, a self-hatred type thing. Yes. Like, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Which I can't tell you. Yeah, being from the country is a self-hatred type thing. Like, I don't want to be identified as this shit, so I'm calling it out on y'all. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's the kind of thing where it's just like, there has to, but it has to be a thing of like, again, accountability, where it's just like, okay, I have a problem and I need to figure out what that problem is and I need to identify it and I need to then deal with it. And I think she has to do that first because it doesn't matter if you're playing NBA, if you're modeling, if you're fucking- You still gotta doing, deal with it. Yeah, if you're doing OnlyFans, right? Like, which apparently her OnlyFans is popping. Wait a minute, what? Oh, you <laughs> didn't know that? No. Breaking oh news. God. Breaking news. <laughs> yeah, she oh has an OnlyFans. She has an OnlyFans. I, I visited it. Um, it's nothing to necessarily write home about. Like no, it's kind of like uh what's that white girl? Um uh, she just turned 18 or whatever. Is it Wolf Vicky or whatever or whatever her name? Whatever, whatever it is, the catch me outside girl or whatever. Um, oh yeah, I remember she, that. Yeah, she has an OnlyFans, but it's just like it's just her, like she's wearing like normal outfits. They might be like tight or low cut or something like that. Or she might have like a bathing suit on or something, but it's nothing like she ain't in there like busting it open. Like, and yeah. that's the same thing with Cam Beige's OnlyFans. Like it's not, you know, and, and again, I, I didn't pay for it. So I, I can't tell you how in depth it goes. I've just yeah. seen clips of it or whatever. It's, it's like, like you know, a, it's like the swimsuit edition. Yeah, basically. Right. Yeah. That, that's swimsuit. what I mean. Like the same stuff that she models in and stuff, like the swimsuits and stuff. And then even then, it looks kind of weird because it's like once you get past the kneecaps, you just keep 
throwing. Like, damn, how, how tall are you? But yeah, it's just kind of like, and then she puts some big ass, ugly ass boots on with everything. It's like, thank God, damn, you, you got a size 15, baby. That, that, like, <laughs> hey. But then again, when I saw her bare feet, I was like, nah, put the, put the boots back on. <laughs> put it back on, I put it back on. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I, I, I get it, I get it, I get it. But yeah, bro, so it's just like that kind of shit. If that's why you you feel like you're more comfortable with or you you have more control over or whatever, cool, but you still gonna have to yeah. eat some shit. Like, yeah. that's life, baby. No matter where you go or what you do, you, you have to eat shit. Yeah, just how much it. of the shit you gonna eat and who you gonna eat it from. But it's mm. coming. Yep. Shouts out, shouts out to the wire. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to football, so... Uh, Mighty Mouse, aka Kyler Murray, uh, finally signed his his extension. Um, however, the talk of the extension is not if the Cardinals should have gave it to him or how much he got. All the talk is the Cardinals put a clause in there, which they claim they have removed. They has to do four hours of outside film study. Uh, per week and if he was to break that or not commit to that it would um, void his contract which I believe is 160 mil guaranteed I think it's 238 if I remember correctly and 160 of it guaranteed Uh yeah first I mean, well, a couple things. One, I don't believe this is the first type of clause when it comes to film study. I'm pretty sure there's others players out there with it. Uh, one, two, this is not the first type of clause where there has been around your weight, whether it's around your personal life, uh, extracurricular activities. Uh, shout out Jason Williams. Mm. Riding motorbikes, you know, saying Bobby Hurley. Uh, <clears throat> most recently, which it didn't get to that point, Patrick Mahomes playing basketball, Drew Brees riding ATVs. There's a there's plenty of clauses that teams put in there to kind of control their players to prevent them from hurting themselves and give them the option of voiding the contract. Because because all uh, the Chiefs did, once they saw Patrick Mahomes playing bas- pick up basketball one day out of the Super Bowl, they just highlighted their clause and put it on, on, on IG or Twitter or whatever. It's like... Ben Roethlisberger with, with uh, motorbikes, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, this is, not the, this is not the first thing. So again, like we were talking about Bill Russell, all of a sudden people make things a big deal. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that big of a deal. The other thing that we said was four hours of film study per week. Jimmy, in your words, you did that in high school. As a D lineman, cuz. <laughs> yeah. As a so D lineman. Like, this a is high not... school D lineman. Hit the nigga with the ball. That's my job, right? <laughs> That's it. C ball, hit ball. That's it. <laughs> but people making a big deal. And the same thing, Colin Murray, and I hate that he had to have this press conference. He was like, at my, you know, at my size, if you think that I can be this good without studying film, like that's a slap in the face to my peers. And that's a good thing because like, and I respect him for saying that. It's like the talent at the NFL level is ridiculous. And if you right. really think that you can just go out there and wing it, anyway. you are out your damn mind. And at any position. 
right? Well, Let alone quarterback. But at any position, you can just go out there and just say, okay, I'm talented enough that I could just do this, right? Like even, even, even if you were to bring in a Lawrence Taylor, for example, who didn't watch film, he didn't have to watch film because he already knew the film, right? Yeah. Like that was the point why he didn't yeah. watch it. Because he could yeah. wake up and dissect the film to you. Right? Yeah. Like I've done this shit enough that I know what's about to happen. If that's what you're talking about, okay, cool. But this ain't what we're talking about. And I think the biggest issue is it is with it is just that it's almost insulting to say four hours a week, right? Like it's one of them things where it's just like, like I said, like I said, um, the video that I made a video recently with the with the sound behind it, where it says, um, "Tell me something that uh, the sentence that broke you the most, or when you heard it." And I was like, "Yeah, based on your educational level and previous work yeah. history, we prefer seven fifty, yeah, seven twenty five an hour, right? Like, damn, son, like seven. That's all." And it's like, yeah, that's kind of an insult to say, okay, you're going to force me to do just four hours a week. Like, it'd be different if you were saying four hours a day, right? Yep. Like, that'd be for four hours a week. Like, why the fuck would you even have to even put that why in even there? Bother and with then, that? Yeah. And even then, who the hell was the dude snitching and leaking this shit? And why did they feel like they had to leak that shit? Right. It's just, it's one of them things where, again, where, and like how even with, um, I think it was Patrick Mahomes talked about it. Like, he was just like, it seems to be a black quarterback thing, but we still are questioning mm-hmm. about our intelligence, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, uh, we're, still not, we're still not smart enough to play quarterback. Because Van Layton said that, I was listening to that earlier. <clears throat> Van Layton was saying that, um, uh, of course, his uh, sources were saying that, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson will never win a big game. And he was saying that uh, the guy said that Patrick Mahomes is out there playing street ball. It's like for real, but he like Van Lee was like, "Well, when Aaron Rodgers does it, it's being creative." Ooh. Look, it's Steve being creative. Young. Steve Young, like these are some of the, the two of the most athletic quarterbacks of you know of of all time. But when they do it, it's called being creative. But when Patrick Mahomes does it. He's playing street ball. Meanwhile, Steve Young was out here truck sticking people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's that's not street ball. My nigga, if it wasn't for Troy Aikman, you know who would be the greatest quarterback in Dallas Cowboy history? Roger the Dodger Stallback. Yes. Good call. And this, right? And this is what we got did, it. But it, the guy, but, did he get drafted for basketball too? Right? You know what I mean? It's just least. like, it, it's, it's insulting on that end, right? Because Again, even then, like even the terminology, when it's a back quarterback, he's a running. When mm-hmm. it's a white quarterback, he's mobile. Yeah. Yeah. Like how how does that how how does that play? How does that work? You know what I mean? I like you, you you sell even now, you're selling the idea that uh Arch Manning can run the ball, right? He can throw and pass, but he's not a dual threat quarterback. Mm-mm. I got another one for you. No, I'm gonna don't take get me wrong. Win. He trashed at both of them if you ask me. But that's just my personal opinion. <laughs> but you're not calling him a dual threat quarterback, though. Yeah. You know, it's just... Uh, come I'm going to take you back on this one. And um, it's little stuff that you kind of, like, go back in your childhood and you recognize shit. I'm a Titans fan, a.k.a. Orioles fan, right? I'll take you back to Super Tech Mobile. 
Remember when you played with the uh, the Eagles? They had like a design run play for Randall Cunningham, which makes sense. It was like a sweet play, right? Right. Makes sense. Randall Cunningham, one of the greatest running quarterbacks, but also one of the best arms ever in the league, too. Won a strong arm contest in, in the quarterback challenge all, you know, a few times. The other part about it is Warren Moon, which he, if you speak to anybody in the league, has never been known for a runner. Why on Super Tech Mobile they had a draw play for him? Exactly. Exactly. It's like little stuff like that. That's just like little subtle stuff. It's like, why you got a draw play for Warren Moon? I like I told I think I said it on one of our previous podcasts. I like when somebody, I don't forgot who it was, but somebody kept calling J- Jameis Winston a mobile quarterback. Like, yeah. what, the, what, the fuck, what game have you watched? <laughs> like, yeah. I ain't never seen. Look, he can he can move around in the pocket. You know what yeah. I mean? He can. He and can once knock. he gets downhill, he's big enough to to lean on. Somebody. Yeah, like he he if you hit him, he will lean forward and get you two more yards. But that's because the motherfucker like six eight. Like I mean, yeah. he's he just big as shit, right? Like that ain't that's not making him a dual threat quarterback. It's it's crazy, bro. It's just like again, black quarterbacks have to keep justifying what they are and who they are and how they play the game. Lamar Jackson will never win a big game. You could say that about a lot of quarterbacks in the league right now. Right. Because meanwhile, that Kirk Cousins won a big game. Meanwhile, Thank Kirk you. Cousins still getting money. And getting paid out the ass. Um, Set, setting forgot. the bar. Yeah, somebody said something was like uh, the eye test, and that's why I always tell people the eye test is something that people, they always look at the stats, right? So yes, Kirk Cousins might throw 70%, right? But he's doing shit like this. It's third and nine. He's checking down to the running back on third and nine. Your percentage, your completion percentage is going to be high as fuck, but you ain't doing shit. <laughs> like, it's stuff like that, that, that. Or like you're down three touchdowns, so you get 400 yards passing. Yes, because you're passing And that's what down. it is. That's you know what what it but it's not, it's not impacting winning. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's stuff like that. But, yeah, that's, that shit, you know, like you said, it's, it's the sneaky stuff. You know, going or, back, what my daddy always talked about when he was growing up playing football is like black people couldn't play the middle of the field. Free safety, middle linebacker, quarterback, center. You couldn't play those positions because they, quote unquote, say we weren't smart enough to do that. Because that's the position mm-hmm. that calls, you know, call to plays or whatever, whatever. And it's still out there. Again, it's, it's being disguised. Yes, Lamar is not. Joe Montana in the pocket. I understand that. But at the same time, not anybody, regardless of how well he can run the ball, not anybody can just go out there and play quarterback in the NFL. So here is the, the example that we use for Magic Johnson, right? Yes, he's 6'8". Yes, you can stick him at power forward, and he would probably be an all-star, maybe even won a, a couple of championships. But look at what that 6'8 did at a point guard, though, right? Yeah. It's it's a question of not not what you what you could do, but how you actually do use him in order to. Here it is, you have a quarterback who can run and throw at the same time. Why the fuck wouldn't you utilize that? Even yeah. if it does, even if you say, well, oh, he only lasts five or six years in the league. Okay, most people only last three. Yep, that's the average. Three years right? is the average. So, so if you can get six out of him and win games, damn, they're getting you to the Super Bowl. Play Already got an MVP. Why aren't you doing it? I like, why wouldn't you do it? 
You know because I mean? another example of, you know, pure pocket passer, Dan Marino made it to the Super Bowl his what, second year. Yeah. I don't think he, I think he can count. Yeah. I don't think he got like more than three playoff wins after that. You know what I'm saying? So like this whole thing about being a pure passer ain't necessarily the only thing. It, again, one is, is, is more than just a quarterback. It's a team thing. Two, you got to be able to adjust. And that's the thing about the playoffs. And like, again, like you said, when it's Steve Young, when it's Aaron Rodgers, when it's uh, Doug Flutie, hell, like, I mean, you know, Doug Flutie got hated on, but you're, you're just considered mobile. But I think he got hated on more for his size. Size, yeah. It was more of a height thing. Yeah, it was more of a height thing he got hated on than actually how he played. But I'll throw a name out to you, which was so fascinating to me, how they just, like, all of a sudden, it just doesn't matter anymore. Jesus Christ himself was out there playing football, and it was just like, oh, it's Tim Tebow, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, it, but it's Tim Tebow, though. Like, he... He can do that. No, 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 no. That's again, how a quarterback's supposed to play, remember? Yeah, right, right, right. Because, again, if it was so easy, Tim Tebow would have been successful. Right. Long exactly. term. Exactly. Not just, not, not, not a pot, you know, you know, a spot in the ten, moment. Ten years later, come back and try to play tight end. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, so again, good. like you said with Magic Johnson, it's like, this is like, you know, like nowadays a wide receiver. Yes, you could... You can, you know, put a 6'3", 230 guy at tight end. Mm-hmm. Might work. You know, so he can't block worse shit because he like the ass. Right. Put him on the outside against a corner. You know what I'm saying? Watch the magic happen. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't press him. You can't single cover him because he's big as fuck. You know what I'm saying? So, like, stuff like that. I don't know. But, like, yeah, like, I mean, it's plenty. Again, like, another quarterback that comes to mind as far as a white quarterback that ran a lot, Mark Brunel. Like, Mark uh, Brunel was out there fucking juking the fuck out of people. Son. Just because he wasn't wearing the read option, like, he would wait for the breakdown and just take off on people. Like, he's another one of, like, one of my all-time favorites, you know, getting the visual rival. But he was one of those guys that in today's game, if he could have played in the read option type of style, Mm. He would have balled out. He would have balled out. Mm. RPOs and shit like that. Look, Man, he would have been that dude. Cause then he had the gun to go with it. That and that was like he was he was the reincarnation of Steve Steve Young. Yes. He just wasn't as accurate as Steve Young. Yeah. But as far as but an RPO, I mean, Young, you, yeah, Steve Young options. had a top end speed, but Mark mm. Brunel was that dude and hey, didn't I, care didn't care about I, dropping that shoulder on you. I'd do you one better. First round draft pick, Kenny Pickett. Like we'll that, see. That's that that's a but that was his that's, that's his, his whole style. college career, right? That's, yeah, his style. that's his style. And, yeah. and that's another thing that I find when we talk about black quarterbacks too. When it's a white quarterback, oh, we don't want to mess with his mechanics. This is how he's always wanted to pass. Black quarterback, nah, you gotta change up your whole change everything. <laughs> and and you <laughs> wonder why they can't win no more. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Vince Young, prime example of that, right? Like here it is, one of the greatest quarterbacks in, in college football, not just Texas fo- football, college football, period. And you want to try to change how this man won. You drafted him for what he did, right? You drafted him for the way he played. But actually, well, it's pretty common. But in basketball, it's a little more common. I I hear all the time about people changing their shooting form by the time they get to the pros. But like you said, like to me, because as a matter of fact, I got that with my son. 
you want to you want to change it enough you don't want to recreate it you want to tweak it not recreate it and i think sometimes that's what happens like i know Vince Young had a sidearm but there's been plenty of quarterbacks that had a sidearm in the nfl mm-hmm. wade wilson you know what i'm saying for the saints you know what i'm saying like there's been plenty of quarterbacks that had that sidearm gun tony romo has a little bit of it you know what i'm saying like there's been plenty of quarterbacks but you don't completely recreate it because then at that point you're you don't know what you're recreating. You don't right. know you make you creating a mistake, and you, it's pretty, but it's a mistake. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, I don't know. I think people just get too caught up. Well, this is what I'm used to, so this is what you got to do. Exactly, and that's the thing. It's a textbook thing, right? You've been told this is the textbook of what it looks like. Yes, typically you wouldn't want a quarterback to throw side on, but that's when if you have somebody like a Drew Brees, right, or even like a Steve Young. Vince Young is six fucking six. He can throw sidearm and it yes. still looks like still getting over. <laughs> yes, like it's it's not the same, right? It's just because he's throwing things sidearm that mother launch. I'm chunking like, it, <laughs> chunking it, right? It's it's just not the same, and it's just like when you try to do that, when you try to so called fix his throwing motion, then it becomes a thing of like now you're asking him to do something that he's uncomfortable with because he's never done this his whole and life. And now he has to think about it. And that Every thinking time. slows Second. down the decision-making and that leads to an interception, that leads to a strip sack, uh, stuff like that. So the inches we need are all around us. Like, <laughs> <laughs> movie like, goers, we love that one. Yeah, um, the, uh, like I said, it's a game of inches. In the words of Coach Valden, it was, Third and shorter than the length of my dick. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what game that was. They told me about, but shout out to Coach Brown. I don't even know if he's still alive. I know he was uh, at Hornville at one point, but uh, one of the funniest coaches, uh, I, I ain't played football at a point in high school, but he was, uh, he was always entertaining. I've heard some stuff coming from the sidelines. Yeah, it was it was it was, hey, hey, it, was that, it was pretty funny to me. <laughs> hey man, that dude was hilarious. Him and Coach Stevens, our officer coordinator, which eventually came the, the coach after I left. But uh him and Coach Stevens, me and us three used to go at it ribbon all the time. So like, yeah, they, they always had a good story, you know what I'm saying? Old white country boys. Yeah, a good story. Yeah, you 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 know, I used to play uh for Noah, so I, I was no stranger to East St. John and East St. John coaches. Matter of fact, if 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 a different mindset, I, I might have been in some black and gold. Different mindset, I might have been. But if it wasn't such a through. family, such a such a family tradition of being a, a dingo, hey man, you know, rethinking it now, that front four, so it would have been you, Stone, Greg. We had I'm Linux a, at at one I'm point. A, I'm gonna be honest with you, I wouldn't have started. <laughs> just think no, about that. I, no, 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 no. I would have got minutes. No, 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 no. You could you I, I feel you could have competed with Linux on the end. Oh, I would have got minutes. I would have got minutes. That's what I said, but I don't know if I would have actually start. That was a that was a nice that was a nice front four. I would have like I said, I would have I would have I ain't gonna say I would have been a good been rotation like that. Yeah, it would have been a nice oh yeah. Oh, oh we had a good son. rotation, boy. Oh son, <laughs> it would have been look, you, you wanna talk about a murderous rope? Like, mm-mm. Because it's like even even if they, even if they get tired and not come in, it's still you still ain't getting shit right. I'm still protected at age. Like, What's it called? You know when um 
you grow up with people and you don't real how, realize how talented they are, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I told you the story about Corey Sue when Taz was like a nigga just blocking two people at one time. Like uh, I don't remember Corey being that good, dog, but he was. He just just transformed. <laughs> he was same thing. I mean, Stone was crazy. you know Stone Pittman was like you know he was bigger than life. But my homeboy Greg, aka Pineapple, he was one of those guys. It was like he was too big to be that nimble and light on his feet. And the fact, like, literally, you know, hearing, you know, hearing, like, man, we got to block him in practice with three people. But I will say this. In, in when he was in 10th grade, like, that, that is not just when they're seniors, when they're, like, in 10th grade and, he, you know, they was maturing into those guys. Like, they was making, like, all Metro in, in like, 10th, mm-hmm. 11th grade. Like, and that's. That defense, I would have played, I would have played linebacker. I would have been a linebacker. Not a D- I was only a D lineman because I was one of the biggest bodies. But um, compared to them. But can be yeah, right because like Lennox is like Lennox is like a defensive end. Mm-hmm. He was like six four. Uh, Greg is six two ish, and Stone was like six six. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So like, yeah, yeah. And yeah, no, so. we had Glenn on it, and my cousin Glenn on the edge. He was like a linebacker slash edge rusher. He's fucking six four. Uh, yeah, we was it was you know, it was ridiculous. But yeah, that yeah, that I ain't want no part. I ain't want no parts of that playing wide receiver. I wasn't trying to get a or quarterback. I wasn't trying to do none of that. I ain't want to oh, be yeah. part. No scout, scout squad on that shit. <laughs> I look. I didn't. I I like. I said playing with Noah Dog. I got to play with so many dudes, and it's just like like you said. You don't think that these dudes, you know, they're good, but it's just kind of like, damn. Wait, y'all was that good? Like, wait, yeah, <laughs> like. Like, Dude, when you see it every day, I, I, you kind I of guess. desensitize. Yeah, yeah. So, like, and it's, um, and it's not a knock on them. I don't want them to take it no. as, as a knock. No, no, it's no, just no. like, like you said, it's just like I tell people all the time. I play like, with some extreme talent. Like when people, damn. you know, when people just see me, like, yeah, you, you okay? And I'm like, I ain't shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let yeah, me tell yeah. you about who was the shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, um, me and my boy Nuno was talking about today is like, people's always called me slow, and I used to listen to it, right? But I'm growing up with people that are literally running sub 10, 100 meters. Right. Right. And those are the people that's calling me slow. So when I get to college and I'm playing against quote unquote normal people and I'm burning them, I was like, <laughs> well, maybe I ain't that slow. Like, you know, stuff like that. And it was like, oh, well, shit. Well, no, because you play with fucking damn, damn near Olympic speed uh, people. Like that four by four, four by 100 team was ridiculous. Between Kerry Wine, Dion, and uh, Kai, like that's 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 stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I'm not as fast as y'all, but I'm faster than oh. the average person. Oh, I feel like that about the weight room, right? So I'm in the weight yes. room and I'm doing, <laughs> I'm squatting like 500, like you know, as as a, as a sophomore, you know, junior, yeah, junior year, senior year, something like that, squatting like 500 pounds, something like that, benching, you know, three and. But I'm I'm in here with these other fucking country monsters, <laughs> right? So it don't look like that. I go to college and I'm, I'm going to like the Rex and shit. Everybody's amazed that I'm like, no, this, this is normal. Like, yes, <laughs> you know. Let me introduce like, to my cousin. Let me introduce yeah, to yeah. my friend. <laughs> me and Dougie in there shutting shit down, and it's like, wait a minute, dog. This is like Dougie is what I'm used to, right? Like this is the nigga that 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 I'm that I normally see in the weight room, dog. This is not like. Hey, bro, this is not spectacular. I'm telling you, if you see, if you see yeah. what I see, it's different. Yeah. Let me find some footage and show you, sir. 
But yeah. Mm. But uh, let's take a quick break and we can come back and uh, we can wrap up with the uh, Reverend Do No Good. <laughs> I'm talking yeah. about that shit. No, oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right. All right, getting to our last second segment, wrapping up. So uh, the uh, I can't even say it was straight phrase. So his name Lamar Miller Whitehead, right? So uh, he he went viral mm-hmm. for wrong reasons, <laughs> uh, getting robbed of what initially was said to be four hundred thousand worth of jewelry, which is still a lot. You know what I'm saying for him and his wife to say and being over a million, which you know it kind of be could be like the cops do. You know what I'm saying? What the hell you doing up in here with four hundred thousand? You know, you know, a million dollar worth of cocaine. What the hell you doing with eight hundred thousand? You know what I'm saying? The number can be changed due to right effect. But um, whether we what, let's keep it at four hundred thousand. And this is before I saw the video, so we're gonna get into his stuff about his his lifestyle. Why you got that much on? Number one, and and being two people that that grew up in the church, um, you know what I'm saying. So, you know, but like, why you got that much on? One, two, you ain't New York with it. You know what I'm saying. It's like the same with being New Orleans with it. Two. Um, three, how much flexing you gotta be doing that you on the radar of jackers, right? So, you know, I'm not a flashy type dude, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you got it, you got it, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I ain't gonna be all in, what uh, Suge Knight said, I ain't gonna be all in the videos, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So this is before I seen some of his his videos and footage, right? So <clears throat> to me, is it felt like the street was holding holding court, right? To a certain extent, because ain't no fucking way that dudes ain't just randomly running into a church unless provoked for some type of reason. To me. Right, you know what I'm saying. So like they weren't up in there trying to kill nobody, and you know a hate crime and like that. They was coming get money. So I don't understand. You know, before I saw some videos, like I didn't understand in that particular point. Which what, what was your initial reaction to the situation? Well, <clears throat> so I'm gonna give you my initial reaction, and then we're gonna plug up the mic because I got a story to tell. <laughs> so. Um, my initial reaction to it was like, damn, bro, there's, there's nowhere safe anymore, right? Like, mm-hmm. right. damn, bro, like these dudes just ran up in the church and a televised church, right? Yes. And they just ran up in there and just like everybody lay it down, right? Get down mm-hmm. or lay down, right? I was like, damn, that's some bold shit. But then when the story started coming out about like how much they got, and I'm just from the preacher, right? Yes. Not 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 just not just the, not the congregation. Just what they got from the preacher was like 
400, $500,000 worth of jewels. I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> like, I can't, I, 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 I'm not saying that it's right. I'm not justifying it. I'm also yes. saying, but I'm, but I understand it, right? Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I, oh my God, I can't believe you called me a stripper, but you're wearing a stripper uniform. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's one of them things. Like it's just yeah. like, I, if I walk around with a, I walk around with a security shirt, big nigga like me, they think I'm a boss or somewhere. Yeah. Right? Like it just, it just, it just fit. You, you fit the program. Yeah. So yeah, right. It was just, I, I was just weird, right? It was just weird to me at first, and then it was just like, oh no, it ain't weird. This shit totally makes sense. Like if I wasn't, if it, look, if I'm hungry, we gonna eat, right? <laughs> like yeah. that's just like that's just how I go do it. Like I said, five hundred thousand just from the preaching, not the congregation, not what you got from the plate, not what you may have gotten from the back room or some office you found. Five hundred thousand just on the jewelry he went. Mm, yeah, nah, dog. You got to get that. You got to hit that link. <laughs> I, I can't blame him for it. But story to tell, right? So in college, and statutes of limitation is is, is is totally up on all this. In college, I may or may not have dabbled with a few people that was into a few things and selling some things that probably wasn't uh, looked upon favorably, right? Right. Being at this person's uh, place, two dudes run up in there, right? I got another story you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I did say Two dudes run up in there and they decide to rob the dude who we was at. Now, mm -hmm. it's two other dudes who, with, who, two dudes who, well, another guy who's with me, we're sitting on the couch. Another guy that they came to rob, he's sitting in like a, uh, a lazy boy chair or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. They grab him up, snatch him up. Hey, hey, where's that? Where the stuff at? Where the stuff at? Blah, 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 right? Where the money at? Where the money at? Where the money at? Hey, dude. Hey, hey, bro. Hey, bro. We're not going to touch none of y'all shit. We don't, we don't want to fuck with y'all, none of y'all shit. But this nigga right here, he got to give up his shit. Can't give it up. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up. And I'm just like, when the dude, I, I didn't know the dude was working with what he was working with when he, when he was working with it. And then mm -hmm. when he pulled it out and laid it on the table, I was like, yeah, bro, I can't really blame him for, for doing this. He got to get you. <laughs> yeah, not saying that it was cool, not even saying that I agree with it, not saying that I wanted to be in that position. But, yeah, dog, that was kind of, especially you in here naked, right? You ain't got no nothing on you, right? You got a, yeah. a, a Swiss Army knife. Like that's the that's what you got. Oh yeah, bro. I can't. You know what I mean? These dudes come get in burners. Yeah, bro. Like I can't. Uh, uh, uh. I, I, I can't. And that's the same way I looked at it with this situation. Again, not saying it's right. Not saying that they should have did it. Not justifying or anything like that. But I mean, like like the like we talked about in the group chat, and I was like, well, what you expect, bro? When you got raw meat around your around your neck, you can't run around with wolves. Like, yeah, it, it's gonna happen. And that's that's what we looking at, and then I started. And that's the biggest thing. Yeah, I saw yeah. videos of him like riding around, drop top, uh, big ass diamond chain and uh, crosses, rings and shit. And I'm like, so that's my thing. It so, took this long for them to rob your ass, <laughs> right? So the whole flossing on the gram is one thing. 
But when you're up there preaching and you got all these jewels and diamonds on, right? In a city where, you know, I know people say like, there's plenty of money in New York, but there's a lot of people struggling out there, right? And you just kind of like flexing in their face. Mm. Like me personally, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I ain't never seen a preacher with that much jewelry on in my life in person. It wasn't real jewelry, but <laughs> but we we I think we have may have seen. I know I have. I don't know if you ever seen him like that. But there's a preacher. I, I, I'm not gonna call no names, but he's he's from that area, from your area. Never seen him yeah. like when I've yeah. seen him. I'm pretty sure we're talking about the same person. Like you know, whether it's weddings and stuff like that, or just even him when we were kids, he it wasn't like that. So, and because I found it funny because he told me because he he used to get on me because this was when the the golf ball earrings was a thing. Mm -hmm. I wasn't allowed to do that, but here it is. You got a big ass. So remember the jewelry I used to wear in college. Mm -hmm. Like the 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 shit the you was going to the yeah the bracelet that matched the watch. That matched the chain that had the, the that I had the matching pinky rings that that yeah. was the links. Like I took the links out of the uh the, the bracelet and the watch and made pinky rings out of them so everything matched. Yeah, he had all of that, right? Now funny that he's wearing the same jewelry that I was wearing. I ain't gonna say where you got it from, but I right, cool. Whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever. But you can't then do you, it. But I can't do it. But you can do it because you're the you're the pastor and you you supposed to shine like that, right? You 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 set an example for the youth that this is what they could reach if they if they believe in God. I already got it. I believed in God before you got here because they had two pastors before you. I, yeah. I, I, I'm, <laughs> like, like, I'm cool, but I, whatever. Yeah, but see, but that's part of my problem is like, your attention shouldn't be to that, right? Like, we shouldn't even be talking about jury or something flat. Like, that shouldn't even be part of the conversation to me. That's just my you know personal opinion. But, you know, it's a difference between being successful, being fruitful and stuff like that. That's one thing. But to be stuntastic. Yes. That's something else, right? Yes. Like, again, I'm not a flashy person. You know what I'm saying? My brother's one of the flashiest people I know. <laughs> he, he's, not, he's not as what he used to be. But at the None same time. Are. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, even, but even for him, like, he would look at this dude and be like, God damn. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Look, that's how stuntastic he was. Like, look, that's, that's the thing. I just told you what I looked like in college, right? Like, <laughs> and we're looking at it now. Like, even for him, like, even when he was in college, that, he was like, nah, nah, that's a little bit too much. Because it's not even, it's not even cool jewelry at this point. Now it's just gaudy jewelry, right? Yes. And that's my you point. Just, it's like, you're just doing it to show. Yeah. Like, all right, so like it's one thing if you have my dad, like the whole hot thing is like I see people they have the pieces, you know, lost loved ones, or you got your neighborhood, or whatever the case may be, whatever the kid, your kid's name, whatever your wife's name, husband name, whatever, whatever. But you on the pulpit studded out, like because to me, and this is maybe this is just me, the words you speak in from the Bible should be what's drawing attention to you up on that stage, right? Not necessarily how you're dressed and how, what you're wearing. And 
you know, there's plenty of stories. There's some other stories came up saying he's being sued. He owed people money. You know what I'm saying? He's in the real estate and this and that and the other. Like, there's a whole bunch of shit that all of a sudden came up, which I'm not surprised at some of these allegations no. based on his no. personality, based on some of these videos he's posted. But again, when, like you said, you in a, you in a neighborhood of hungry people, maybe not necessarily broken people or people that hit rock bottom, but they're hungry to a certain extent. And you out here in, you know, say all these different cars and drop tops and, you know, it's these big ass medallion pieces, like, you know what I'm saying? You looking like food. You are food. Yeah. So like- You are food. Cause that's what you're doing. You're dangling the carrot in front of my face and you're mm-hmm. daring me to bite it. And then mad yeah. when I do. Yeah. Nah. Uh-uh. It, 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 again, it's, it's like what they, what they, uh, Hot, what was it, Cat Williams? Like, like Tiger went tiger. Tiger like, went tiger. Tiger ain't <laughs> go crazy. Tiger went tiger. Like, yeah, they, this is what they do, cuz. Like, people rob people. That happens. They rob you for your shit. You get your chain snatched. As much as, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? As much as disrespectful as it may be, you can get your chain snatched. You better tuck your shit. Look, rappers tuck their, sh- their chains in when they go to neighborhoods they ain't familiar with, right? Right. Or they just don't wear it. You know what I'm saying? Even Rockefeller got robbed in Paris, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this shit happens, dude. Like, you, you ain't above it, especially if you ain't, like I said, you ain't here holding like that. Mm-mm. Well, that's the other part it. about it. Like, that's, and it's kind of like the audacity of it. It's like, you got all this shit on, but your security team, like, I don't know if he had a security team that just got caught slacking or whatever. Shit. But if, uh, if he do, everybody fired. I know that shit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> shit. So, and with the, like who that was, Jim Jones. Yeah, Jim Jones was talking about when he met BML. And uh they told him, hey, hey, send your security home. They, they can't do nothing for you. He was like, Yeah, I just paid him and told him to go home. Like, man, I just <laughs> see 200, I just see 200 motherfuckers walk walk past me with BMF chains. Like these two security guards ain't about to do ain't shit. Got shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah, go home. There ain't nothing you can do. That, that's how it is, dog. If you don't let these dudes run up in the church and rob you, hey, look, we need to reconsider this whole security system. Mm-hmm. Like, we need a million dollars a day business. We need to have this shit like the Carter, bro. You got to have a card to stipe in. <laughs> you got to put your thumbprint on it, something, dog. Because, look, this, like, this can't ever happen again. Where I, where this dude just run up in here and rob me like that. Uh yeah, nah, dude. <laughs> no, we, but we you gotta, know, I definitely believe in karma though. Like, like I said, based on some of the allegations and stuff, it's like it was due time. Oh yeah, it was definitely due. It was due I mean, time. Uh, uh, and like his whole attitude too, because like I seen something, he was like, um, he was on a video chat with somebody. He called somebody ugly and this and that and other. Like, what? What are you talking about? Like, hey, here's a Christian phrase for you: reap with your soul. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Look, there you go, right? Yeah, you talking about you a child of God, but you talk, you know, you'll you'll come back for somebody. It's like you're ugly, and is it like, come oh, on, man, that's real child. Oh, this was this was a uh, uh, old girl. I know you talking about when when they were uh, when they were talking about him when they were laughing about the fact that he got robbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and that saying? was that too. It's just like, bro, you you, you not only did you do this shit but you're not gonna even look at it and say do a, again christian phrase right i'm going to do a rebuke on myself and find out what exactly i did wrong in the situation or how i could have handled this situation better 
Rather than do that, I'm going to lash out and be mad at everybody who's now yeah. talking about me on social media. That's what my right. concern is, right? Not that I'm going to hire, not that I'm, I'm, I'm now more focused on a security team, because mind you, my wife is, my wife got right. robbed, right? So not that I'm now in the mindset of I'm going to start working to try to protect myself better, to handle this situation better. Nah, I'm worried about what motherfuckers are saying on, online. I got to get on live and defend myself. <laughs> the other thing I, I heard, another quote I heard was uh, when he said that my level of celebrity was an issue. Once he said the C word, I was done. You worried about being a celebrity? In this situation, my level of celebrity. No, you're you're supposed to be, you're not a celebrity. Being a preacher is a duty of the of the town or the city or whatever. It's not necessarily being you're not a celebrity, dog. You're not out, you're not and one, you're not, you know, Tom Hanks or I don't know. Here's the thing. You're supposed to be delivering the word of God, right? These yes. are Jesus's words. It's a duty. When, when when did Jesus have on gold? When did right. Jesus have diamonds? When did Jesus wear Gucci? Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm if I'm remember correctly, rags, right? Yes. Sandals. And still washing other people's feet. Mm-hmm. But this is what this is what you think you should be doing as a man of God, following the, the teachings of Jesus Christ. This is what you feel like you should be able to have. Okay. All right. Uh, Raheem Keep talking on. about uh the good Reverend Lamar Miller Whitehead. Oh, his, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Mm-mm. You gotta do that better. Ladies and gentlemen, from Hard Knocks, welcome Raheem Cassell. Live on set. Well, technically hard knocks was ain't this year, you know what I mean? So <laughs> 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 I'm just it's just regular training camp. You know what I mean? Like look, look, hey, hey, when you it's always when, it's always when you get yeah, when you when you get nominated for an Oscar, you don't say, oh, well, that was three years ago. No, you're an Oscar nominated actor. So you always there. Yeah. yeah. But now but what's I, your opinion about uh Reverend Whitehead in his his situation? I mean, okay, so this is my take on pastor today's pastors. Just hear me out. So in the Bible, or whatever, when it kind of comes to pastors, you know, they had they 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 preached the word of God and they also worked the craft, right? Today's mm-hmm. pastor gets their salary based on the church, right? So when you talk about when preachers talk about, oh, you know, stuff like this, like, hey, look, well, t- today's pastor is actually getting paid by the church. So for the common person who's actually contributing to the church, they have an opinion about your salary. You know what I'm saying it might not necessarily be like a, a direct opinion, but you're like, hey, look, to a certain degree, yeah, right. It's like, hey, we paying you to do what you do. I mean, type attitude. So for pastors, that's kind of like, oh, you know, the congregation can't tell me what to do with their money. I'll just say like this, and it's kind of funny because I kind of thought about that about all you know mega churches, you know, pastors or whatever. But TD Jakes was like, TD Jakes's example is is like he was like, I was already a successful businessman before I started preaching. Right. That's what I'm about to say. Like, like when we were younger, a lot of those preachers they had, quote unquote, main jobs. Yeah, and then right. was preaching on the side. Versus right. nowadays, it's they're preaching 100, percent and that's where they're getting all their money from. Uh, 
which to me, again, might be the part of the money grab is like, hey, if I could have did this 100%, I could have made X amount of dollars. And that's what these newer cats were doing versus what these other dudes were doing was they had a career made like a normal salary and then just on Sundays or like Sundays and like Tuesday at Bible study or whatever the case may be, they uh, did that on the side. But like you said, they're they're 100% investing in this and it's, it's, it's a complete money grab type situation. And I tell mm-hmm. people all the time, the guy that who's my pastor now, he's my pastor for two reasons. One, when the collection plate passed around, he went in his pocket, took his own money out and put into the collection plate. I've seen him do this. That's mm-hmm. one. Now, the other one, that's just my own personal, but in his in his first sermon, he was like, he, he went on, he was, I, I don't even remember what he was talking about, but he was like, nah, people do things to you now, you mad. You feeling some kind of way. You want to go out there and peel somebody's muffin cap back. And all <laughs> so that those two things is why this guy's my pastor. Peeling muffin cap yes. back blue. <laughs> but yes, definitely, because I've seen him go in his own pocket, pull out, and put in the collection plate himself. So he's not only is he walking it, but he's talking. He's investing. I want y'all to tie. I'm tied my percent just like y'all, yeah. right? Can't ask for nothing more, right? I'll never ask you to do anything that I'm not willing to do. I can't be mad at it. I think, and I think, I think, like, like an example like that probably makes people who feel a certain way about it. Now, because I mean, tithes is represented by your financial giving in these days. Back in the day, tithing was your involvement of what you wanted to do for the church on a regular basis, right? Right. So it's kind of like you know, for the for the most part or whatever, today's tither or whatever probably just understands from a monetary standpoint. But back in the day, like you know, any type of service that you do for the church or whatever was a, was a considered a tithing. That's why they that's why yes. they have so. So it's and like he, you know, yeah, so right, your time, finances, or effort. Right, right. So it's like, you know, it's kind of funny that today's pastor be kind of so arrogant. I mean, I'm not saying all of them, but, you know, the people that do it, right? They'd be like, oh, you know, you know, I deserve a, a jet. And it's like, if you, take, yeah. if, you take, if you take the salary out of the equation that you're getting for church, can you get a jet? No. Mm-hmm. So why do you want a jet? Or, you know, like, like you know, if, you know, I, I understand, like, you know, it's like, say, for example, that pastor says, hey, look, you know, I, I got, I did the bare minimum, but I was able to save myself enough money to buy me a brand new car. That's understandable, whatever. But for the most part, or whatever, if you're making like 60, 70, you know, 100K a year, and, you know, you're, you know, don't get me wrong, the church kind of did it too, because now the church make it more demanding for those pastors too. That's like, hey, you can't take, you can't necessarily take Sundays off, but they, they're, they're in a contract. So you have to, yeah. you have to preach this, this many sermons throughout the year. You know, uh, you got to do this, you have to do that, you know, you have to be available for, you know, wait. Because attendance, uh, attendance does change when, mm-hmm. The, the home pastor is not there. So right, I, I right, get right. I get churches like, you know, uh, wanting to say, hey, we need you here X amount of time. We can't right. have you going out, going to somebody else's church or going on vacation. We need you here 85%, whatever the, the percentage is. But also that that's how pastors would then do the idea of like, you would leave these little small churches and end up at these mega churches because you go to the, as a guest pastor and they're like, oh, we like him. Mm-hmm. We'll pay you to come over here and do this. Free agency. You get, yeah, basically, you get poached, right? Tampering. Yeah. <laughs> right. Shout right. out James Harden. <laughs> right. but, my, but my argument with that is, and this is just my argument. So what are your deacons for? Mm. Mm, good call. So if, if, if your church is requiring you to be there, whatever, 
like why have deacons on your staff that's never going to get a chance to can't feel the role associate right. pastors youth ministers yeah because uh endless right because that right. greater st stevens when when uh paul marlin wasn't there that's the love field in you know right. which eventually led him to getting his own church uh right. but like you said like that's part of this now, I understand this. Like, yes, we don't want you gone 50% of the time. But like you said, it should be a balance to where, like you said, those other people, associate pastors, deacons, whatever, get that opportunity to fill in the space or guest speakers, whatever. But I kind of understand to kind of like making it a contractual situation. Because sometimes people abuse it. Like, they will just avoid it. Like, No, but but that's just a thing or whatever. It's, I mean, I mean that's, that's the, I guess you want to say the gray line when it kind of comes to pastorship. It's a calling. It's not yes. a job. Mm, yes. So, so, so why we? So why that. we make, say that mm. again for the people in the back? <laughs> it's a, mm. it's a calling. It's a calling. Not, not a job. <laughs> <laughs> gotta, gotta throw my shoe at you, boy. Look, that's why I'm preaching here. <laughs> and and if I, it's supportive, but I actually been drinking before I actually got on this podcast. So, it's <laughs> so it's a calling. It's a calling. It's just a little Jesus juice. We all right. <laughs> it's a, it's a calling. It's not good a for job. the belly. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of funny that people you know pastors treat it as a job but i'm like it's really a calling it's more about what you say in god's in god's you know i guess you want to say in god's presence whatever versus you because we like say for example any, any one of us on any given day could literally dive in that bag and help somebody Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So what makes you special because you need a salary to, to do, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of like, I think, I, you know, for the most part or whatever, I think the church kind of, again, you know, probably said, hey, look, you know, we really want to keep this person, blah, blah, blah. But because because of the calling, the pastor should want to stay where he's appreciated at, right? Yeah. And then, uh-huh. then kind of go from there because, you know, like, you know, I got a brother-in-law who's a pastor or whatever. He's like, it's hard to take a vacation because they require him to be you know, available. So engaged. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's like, it's unfair for him because he's young and he still wants to live his life, but he's pretty much kind of locked in, you know what I mean? Into this, this role that, he, you know, this calling that he has, right? Uh, but, you know, for me, person, I'm just like, so where are your deacons? You're like, you know, like, where are your deacons? If you have four or five deacons, they're supposed to go up there and support you to keep, yeah. I mean, it takes, it takes especially, a community. Especially they know you're going to be out like, hey, in two weeks, I'm going to be out. That gives you time to prepare, mm-hmm. in my opinion, which I know is not easy, but it gives you time to prepare to, to fill in. Right. And I think I think that's the balance the church needs to realize versus, oh, this is the popular pastor. Let's just make sure he's there every Sunday. Is he mentoring properly? Is he is you know, are they are they are they having the same agenda together? Is he you accessible to the congregation? Mm. Right. Because because back in the day, your pastor won't necessarily visit you in church, it will always be a deacon. Or somebody associated to that to that committee, right? Mm-hmm. But now the church is saying, "I want that pastor to show up at my, you know, at the hospital or you know whatever the case may be." So it's kind of unfair. Like I, to me personally, I would just say the church should never be a business. The moment that the church become a business, it, it fails. But but mm-hmm. at the same time, or whatever, I know a lot of churches untaxed, right? A lot of churches do good things for the community. Like you know, my current church does have a daycare affordable daycare where it's a full daycare associated with the church which kind of pioneers keeping the church open and stuff you know what i mean but it's like you know for some churches or whatever it just every every sunday maybe five to ten thousand people show up all this money flowing through 
and there's, I mean, they do things or whatever. I which I, I mean, I'm not going to judge. They do things or whatever, but how impactful it is in a community to where, you know, like for me, if you're in a low income community and you have that big of attendance, then you should do something for the people to kind of say, hey, give back, right. But at the same time, I kind of understand it to a certain degree because people are willing to sue. People are willing to say, you know, what they want to do. You know, if something happened, they, they want to sue and stuff like that. And I mean, but I always personally said the church shouldn't be a business because it takes away from the caller. Mm -hmm. And look, I do understand that <clears throat> for the purposes of just having your paperwork right, you do have to kind of sort of treat it like a business. Because I, I used to work for a church, right? Um, just like how you said, the church that I, I used to attend to, they had a daycare center, they had like, you know, affordable, all this kind of stuff. And that money kind of, you know, transacted from one to the other, right? Depending on which one was lower, you take from one to, to head to the other. Okay, cool. Co-mingling funds, whatever, whatever, however you want to say, you know. <clears throat> but the idea was, you would hear like how you hear about like oh you know pastor just bought a navigate well pastor had a job yeah right right like that's not just you know what i mean like it, it, it's it's one of them things where it's just like bro being working at there and seeing the money and then and because that's what i was in charge of right I, I did the books seeing the money seeing what's coming in and what's going out yes. y'all need to stop complaining <laughs> Yeah, y'all really need to talk and play because y'all not putting it half of what y'all think y'all putting into this church that y'all asking to get back. I assure you. And sometimes that does happen. And there are now, like you said, if you got a church, if you got two churches and they 30 minute drives away from each other, you don't need a damn jet. Sorry, I don't understand yeah. that. That makes no sense. But there are times like if you have a, uh, a ministry in uh, Nigeria and you in New Orleans, Okay, maybe I can understand. Maybe, maybe. Not agreeing with it, but at least you can justify it in some kind of way. Some of the shit that some of these be doing, bro, it's just like, yeah, nah, bro, I, I, I can't. Like you said, it, 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 it becomes too much like a business, right? right? You know what I mean? Like where that's the focal point of what it is you're doing. We're doing this for a business aspect, not for in service of the people and of the local. That's where it gets mm -hmm. con confusing. Or, or if they would have said, "Hey, we buying a jet for everybody to fly it cheaper," I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, "Hey, look, right. justify outside of just for you." You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, I say, "Hey, you know, we, you know, we, we buy this airline. You know, we buy this airplane. It's going to fly here, here, here. You know, you know, sometime, you know, certain amount of time per month. If y'all want to fly to California, if y'all want to fly to Chicago, if y'all, you know, it's like if, if it was something like that, like, hey, look, we're going to." We're going to do missionary work in Africa. Well, we right. took the private jet. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Like, you can justify that, right? Oh, we take the, the youth cry to, to Disneyland. Right. Where, yeah, right. If it's, a, if it's a multiple purposes for the people and they can, they can do it, if, if they want to do it, you have the right to do it. But just to say, oh, this private jet is for my pastor and he can fly wherever he wants to whenever he feels like it, then no. I mean, you know, you're not, you're, you're not bigger than, you're not bigger than, the church you know what i'm saying that's the thing you're not bigger than the church you're not bigger than the call and mind you there are some there are some millionaire athletes who will tell you having a prize just is not even worth it because it just costs too much well, right just, it, just in fuel and storage yeah. not just the plane not just buying the plane 
the maintenance and upkeep of the private plane is really what's key. It's kind of like when people buy it, like I see, I see people all the time talk about, oh yeah, I bought a Mercedes. Yeah, but talk to me in five years. Yeah. What that what you did with that Mercedes within that five years. Because it ain't it's not when you it's not that you can't afford to buy a Mercedes. It's the maintenance and upkeep. When you got when you got three hundred dollar oil change, come talk to me then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then you then then when you find out what you gotta do with it and how you can treat it, well you can't just break that shit to Jiffy Lube. (laughs) Nah, I'll be it's a difference. Or 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 what kind of like grind my I guess you want to say my former church long time ago, right? I mean, you know, they had those sessions that'd be like, hey, you know, the pastor needs a new iPad. You know, everybody gives a hundred dollars, you know, so the pastor gets a new iPad. I'm like, why everybody gotta give a hundred? Let them right. add so, up. So so <laughs> for me or whatever is like, I know I can save my money up to get an iPad because I've done it. I, it was kind of funny because I did it around the same time they was asking for it. So I'm just like, I ain't even got it like that. And I was able to kind of do it. Okay, take your ass. <laughs> but I mean, it's just kind of certain certain things or whatever, it's just like, you know, you know, if I think I think pastors, I personally think pastors should have an outside career. And the church need to be less dependent on one person and use the whole congregation to fulfill the church needs. Mm-hmm. With that being said, it makes it more meaningful for the person in their calling and also the reality of the church to kind of say, like, hey, look, you know, it's not just about one pe- one person preaching the word. You know what I mean? Everybody, everybody who's willing to, you know what I'm saying, uh, can can spread that type of calling too, you know what I mean? But you know, I guess you want to say once you slap a W-2 to it or whatever, we have, you know, that's where I kind of feel like uh, having a contract makes it a little bit, because like, oh, we, we tell you where you where you can go and how you want to go, you know what I mean? Just because we paint, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Uh, excuse me, sir. Um, ain't you a Knicks fan? So why the hell you have Celtics on? Bill Russell passed today, so I, I pulled out, out the Celtics, Antoine Walker. You know All what I'm right. That's the only way you get away. <laughs> but hey, I wore 24 for Antoine Walker when I was in high school. So Antoine Walker wore 24 in college. Uh, so when it's I played, league, dumb, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I played in leagues after that, so it's either 24 or eight that I try to get. So shout out to Twine, shoulder shimmy. You know what I'm saying? See, I, I wore 24 in basketball because they 23 was already taken. So I was. <laughs> I'm gonna get the next one up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. I won't be one better than 23. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Kobe. But uh, but yeah, that's a. I think I'll call it a wrap. Um, shout out to Raheem showing up late as usual. Hey man, you got, you got it. You got to make a presence when you walk in. You know what I'm saying? You know, I ain't. Even, I think y'all still on. Hey, make Uh-oh. make a pre- make a presence on that scoring. For the, the fantasy football, fantasy league. That, that, that's what you could do. First of all, make a pre- make a presence there. You know what? Matter of fact, or whatever, I'm gonna. Well, sometime this week, I'm gonna say, "What do you guys want?" And that's it. I ain't saying nothing about oh, if, if, if you once once you Negroes t- say what y'all want, y'all better be fucking happy as shit moving in, moving forward in fantasy football. League. We go, we go, we go. Elect the player, uh, 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 owners rep. <laughs> and we're gonna get we're gonna, we're gonna vote the commissioner out. <laughs> hey, I'm <laughs> get over there. You know what? We're gonna, you know we're gonna Jerry Jones this thing. I'm a Jerry Jones this thing. You know what? You know what? Actually, I like that idea. Jimmy, you the new commissioner. <laughs> Jeez. Dad, look, you don't want me as commissioner. <laughs> I already, 
Look, I had three leagues before. You don't want this. I'm probably uh, look. Big Kemp can play it. That's why I ain't the commissioner. Nah, I don't. I, mean, I, I don't like the way the draft order is. Well, I didn't pick the draft order. It was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then I had Yahoo at that too, so it was way, way worse. Hey man, I've been I've been commissioning a league since two thousand four, some type of way. Sad oh, social. So it's kind of so for me, so for me or whatever, it's kind of like a so one year I get it right, next year it's it's man, we need to do something different. Like we've been doing the same thing for eight years, you know what I'm saying? Like why you want to change your I'm going to complain about it only because that game, I had Matt Stafford, and for some reason, Cooper Cup had more points than Matt Stafford. I didn't mm-hmm. understand that. Uh, well, hey, man, I, I, I can't, I can't, I said, I remember last year. I Quarterbacks was, I was getting like three points per touchdown. Yeah! <laughs> that's the only way, Jesse, and, and it's your fault that Jay won the league. I'm letting you know that, because I could have taken him down if it wasn't for that bullshit. That is the reason why Jay is on that talking shit now nah, in all the group chats. You, mm-hmm. your all fault. Videos. Uh, <laughs> hey, on that hey, note. <laughs> hey, all I'm gonna say is, is if I could change it to Jay never to win again, I'm willing to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Conspiracy. I'm with that. Conspiracy. I'm with that. I like so, uh, Jay. I like Jay, but you know. We, we need you to be quiet for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah he getting, come, he getting, he getting he real getting Golden State-ish now, right? Yeah, here, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to make a comeback this year in, in both of the leagues I'm in. But uh, but that wrap up this week. Uh, we should be back next week, full staff. Uh, Raheem, stay out of trouble in Cali. Uh, I'm going I'm to... I'm retired now, baby. You know what I'm saying? I'm, it's all it's all Chris Breezy around here. I see. All right, pop, lock, and drop it. All right, <laughs> but uh, Jimmy, appreciate you uh, stepping up. Like I said, Jay the Kid style Always. P. Always recast the Chala. <laughs> <laughs> recast the Chala, and uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully, we'll get some more good news this week versus what we talked about earlier today. But again, shout out Bill Russell. Shout out Michelle Nichols, uh, two legends in the game. All right. Later. Peace. Later.